0: Two Dud Dads discuss daughters, being understanding Partners. sharing parental responsibility, conception.
1: Welcome. Hello, we are Two Dud Dads. I'm John Mellis. He's Boogie. This is our How To Be Dad podcast. And you couldn't have got here at a better time because today our women's health expert, Bex, goes through everything that could potentially happen on the big day. When baby finally arrives, it is seconds away.
2: And our expert fathers, the dude dads, Gary Spence and Grant Stott, are here to help us out with another dilemma. Two dads splash down. This is it. This is the big day. The, the, the labor, the gas, the tens machine, the epidurals, the pain, the pushing, the towels. We need more towels. Where's the nurse? Where's oh, the bathroom? What did I do? Oh, get my need What? Where's the doula? What happened to the doula? Well, she's with us. Bex is back. Hi, Bex. Hello. Okay, so this is it. Splash down. Dun, 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 dun. Um, it's all about mum at this stage, isn't it? Physically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everything. <laughs> You've yeah. done your bit. Okay. Though. Thanks. We'll speak to you next week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's been really lovely to speak to you both. Uh, Good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's put this up. How, how does it differ um, what you're doing as a doula um, when uh, from what the the medical staff the midwives are doing are you catering just for mum or a, a wider scope dad as well kids what
0: I don't generally, not generally the kids, but definitely dad. So basically the way that I doula, and again, there's lots of different kinds of doulas, so meet quite a few doulas to find the right one for you. But the way that I generally do it is that the dad and I are a team. I kind of stage manage a little bit, um, but I, my preference is generally to put the dad in front of me so that they are able... I I say to him, "Give here's some water. I remind him, here's a cold cloth. I show him how to do the massage. Um, Sometimes in birth, the woman does not want you anywhere Mm. near her. Um, so I step in at that point and find other tasks for the dad to do. Um, yeah. But
2: was it Rob, Robbie Williams once described it brilliantly? Um, the pop star Robbie Williams. He said he was at the childbirth, um, and he said it's like watching your favourite pub burn to the ground. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I know it's, it's terrible. It's, it was very funny though, and actually having been there, you can't, I mean, from a dad's point of view, um, when push comes to shove and when that moment comes you I mean if if you're and if your wife or your your partner is happy for you to be there um Mm -hmm. at the at the business end I mean you're going to see things that you're like never going to be prepared to see ever.
0: Yeah, I think that it can definitely change. Um, there's a lot of things that I think changes in labour, like how how good a dad you are or how good a partner you are in labour can determine how you get on afterwards. Um, so if you are sitting there doing Sudoku and not paying her attention, uh, mm-hmm. I can absolutely guarantee that she will hold that against you at some point in your relationship. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, being there, being present, you don't have to do anything. You just hold a hand and tell her she's doing an amazing she's job. Like, yeah. yeah um, that's all you need to do. Protect her a bit. Um, that can really make a difference for... Um, what happens on the other side. But you can remember that there's two parts, uh, there's two things kind of going on. The baby in the business end is one side, but also the mum's got to concentrate and she'll be breathing and needing hand-holding. And so if you don't want to see the business end, you can look her in the eye, tell her she's doing amazing and breathe with her to help her get as those. that's just important. That's so yeah. important. Bre- yeah, yeah. Breathing properly at that point is super important because it's a difference between a vacuum... Um, sort of pressure pushing down and uh, the pressure being released, be breathing the wrong way and ineffective pushing. So it takes yeah. a, lot, a lot longer. Well,
2: one thing I remember from when Amelia was born was that when we went in, you always imagine the, 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 the mum is lying on her back you know, with the legs bread eagle and stuff, like well, you, you, see on yeah. Yeah, yeah. you see the hospital dramas.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: because you see on TV, and and actually, um, I was, I think the the midwife told us that most births are sort of born, um, almost <laughs> doggy style. So yes. on your hands so and kneeling. Knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's
0: and, right.
2: and that yeah. was quite that was quite a, an eye opener for me. Um, and also uh-huh. there's the, we had a, a a big bath, you know, like a hot pool, mm-hmm. so yep. you could give birth in the pool if that was more comfortable. Yep. And sometimes you need a little helping hand. You know, sometimes if the labour goes on a little bit, then you might need things like an epidural, which is something that you hear about. Yeah. So so what is an epidural and and how does that affect mum?
0: We'll go through a couple of them. So there's gas in air. So that is a little uh, thing that you suck the nitrous oxide in. And you do it just while you're having the contraction and it makes you lightheaded. All dads I've ever been into labour with have tried it as soon as the <laughs> midwife walks out the room. So I've never tried it, but uh, there you go. I'm always working. But you basically suck it and then while the contraction's on, it gives you a bit of relief. And then as soon as you stop, it it's out of your system. And then because the contraction, there's pain for a minute and then there's no pain for... Yeah bit of but time. The, the
2: gas can make you sick though can't it It'll make you feel it can make obvious. you sick and, and yeah. can make
0: you very thirsty um mm. so but nausea and vomiting is not necessarily a bad thing in labor because it's an accidental push or, or an, um, a, a push down involuntary push down of the baby so it's not necessarily bad to throw up but just be Ready that dads are definitely going to be wearing it. So there's the gas and air, there's water. So, as you said, the pool, which you do at the later stages, but you can hop in and out of the shower and put the, the hot water on the lower back, which is amazing. Then, in terms of intervention, so you've got massage and, and tens machines. Tens machines work for some women amazingly well and for others not. So, it just is something you need to try. Those are
2: like a little electric shock. Right?
0: yeah. So, yeah. it's like a, um, a little muscle electric shock um, and, and basically what it is is a distraction technique um, and the mum just does this thing called a boost so you hold on to this little gun thing and you boost it when the contraction comes and it sends these real intense nerve stimulation so you've got that and then you've got all sorts of different positions but an epidural is a sort of a block a local anesthetic that goes in your back it's a procedure that's done by an anesthetist they do say that you can't, you know, they, they won't give it to you before you're in active labor for, as a general rule. And then they do say at some points, you know, it's too late, but it's never too late, but they might try and dissuade you from it because it's usually just a thing for pain.
1: Yeah. I know the downside for some mums, uh, and the reason mm-hmm. that they, they hold off on the epidural is almost that they won't feel anything in the childbirth at all. So the, the sensations yeah. that you're talking about, that they'll, they'll, be sort of dumbed to them altogether. They, they won't feel them. And That's part right. of it is is looking is almost looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, there's different things that, that can be done. And again, this is depending on your hospital, depending on your team, depending on a lot of things. So you can get these things called walking epidurals. So it's a light block and you can still feel some of the sensations. They can turn it down when you're at the point of pushing. A lot of the times they reduce the amount of epidural you have um, so that you can push properly. And so there's different things that they can do. There are some side effects from from having an epidural, so um, numbness or tingling in the back. Sometimes it doesn't work properly and they have to do it again. Um, Sometimes it only works down half, which I had one baby that was really that was really difficult because they just couldn't get the block down on both sides Mm. epidurals are heavy so it goes down so you need to turn um on each side to kind of make sure that the epidural is um nicely covering both sides which is something that yeah yeah, that's something Mm. that people don't do they just lie on their back and and then they can sometimes feel it in their bellies so you need to be turned on both sides Uh, that's a good thing for a dad to do learn how to do the
2: the hold and flip yeah and what about um centimeters di dilated it's like four four <laughs> years i wanted to say diluted i knew that wasn't right so um what's what's the number that you're aiming for is it 10 centimeters that's right that, yeah so at 10 centimeters you're you're ready to go yes and and so when you when you first go in you might be at what two three four centimeters whatever
0: first and second babies and third babies are different so we'll talk about the first baby generally like your cervix doesn't dilate so the cervix is a it kind of looks like a pear with a hole in it and it sits inside the vaginal cavity and basically what this the cervix needs to do is become thinner and smaller and then open up. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen, which is why labour can take so long. Usually you've got different stages. So you go into like a pre-labor where it's just like the contractions aren't proper and they they come and go it's starting to get painful but nothing you can't talk through and it lasts for 20 seconds and then you step it up a little to what they call active labor which is from three centimeters where it starts getting a bit more serious they don't like you anymore but they you know uh, the, (laughs) the contractions are starting to kick in they're starting to become if so there's also and, uh, anterior and posterior babies so the long labors they're posterior as a general rule so the baby's not in the hips properly so that labor is felt more in the back instead of the front it takes a lot longer to get into position because the baby's not sitting perfectly in the hips and pushing on the cervix to create the the sort of thinning thing, and spreading yes. yeah. yeah so Between three and sort of... um, All the
2: dad's listening to this are going,
0: la, 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 la. I know, this is a a kind of fun bit, but, you know, you're not feeling pain at this point. Um, So between three and sort of nine centimetres, that's sort of this, this sort of active labor if you like and then you go through this transition so if you've ever heard or seen the tv where they kind of start swearing at the dad and they i've actually had a lady put a backpack on she was like i'm done like i'm going home i don't want to do this anymore i'm off um uh, that is transition and that is the point at which the baby is just about you're just about to start pushing so it gets very um that's the most raw. That's the kind of stage at which you should all celebrate. When you see her, she'll start squeezing your fingers, telling you you're awful. I'm trying yeah. really hard not to swear. You're really <laughs> close to the end of that
1: yeah. point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: It's, yeah. If, it's a really, if you can catch the point, because it, it's quite quick, if you can catch the point and celebrate, like it can be a really good way to try and help the mum relax and, and go, oh, we're just about there. Yeah, And then you've got pushing. Now, pushing can take two hours. The general rule is pushing can take two hours. So you're going over, down and over an S-bend. So that's why you're sitting in that... you you want to go with gravity so the best rule i can tell you for all dads is head above bum slightly forward so if you can make sure that the mum throughout labor has always got her head above her bum and slightly forward so if you're kneeling and you're level on the floor gravity's not taking place if you're lying on your back the baby goes with gravity so their bum goes to the back which puts it in a bad position so that's bad so it's head above bum slightly forward so that's why a lot of women labor in that kneeling position they generally hold the back of the hospital bed that frame at the top and then they kneel from there and then the doctor and the midwives can get a really good look and hold the baby really quickly so pushing can take two hours though so
1: I I am I am Mm. conscious of of sort of info overload on all this I know there's loads to take in but what are the absolute must knows for for mum to keep foremost in her mind going into this
0: That she can do it. That's the main thing. I think there's a lot of women that don't have the confidence that they can do it. For dads, dads don't generally understand that this pain is a good pain. They want to fix or solve or band-aid the pain. So they actively put a woman into interventions fast or faster than, than the woman would necessarily need to go. It's a. I'm not anti epidural, but I would generally try and wait a bit because there's a snowball chance that the interventions have to happen. So they have to get induced. They have to. So they have to have hormones that that bring on the contractions because the body's not able to figure out what it's doing anymore. So and that can lead to other sort of interventions. So trying to delay it as long as you can is a really good thing at this point. So but for the mums, slow everything down. Drop your shoulders and breathe.
2: And for dads, get the cigars out, right, John? Get the cigars?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Just hand them a bottle of little bottle no, of white she's not
0: sensitive. No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not in the not in the actual room. No, you we've know. we got to the corridor base. So we're not insensitive, <laughs> we can we're, we're not animals. <laughs> like, what what's the <laughs> What's, what's it like, though, being at a birth, witnessing it time after time? You said you've got eight under your belt. Does it ever just become a day at the office?
0: I've had, I've had one which made me stop giving, uh, attending births for a long time because it just felt like a day at the office and I didn't feel that there was that I was doing anything. She didn't listen. He didn't listen. It was a really, it was a weird experience. So I'd stopped after it for a long time after mm-hmm. that. But no, I think that every single one, while there's consistencies within it, uh, each relationship is different. Each mom is different. Each uh, sort of scenario is different. So I, for me, it doesn't, it's very rare that it's a day in the office.
1: And I suppose that uh, more confidently um, when maybe finally does arrive after everything dies down and you actually have a chance to think about it and realise, oh my God, we're now responsible for a human being.
0: Yeah, we've got to keep it alive. That's the
1: scariest bit. Yeah. For, I, can't, uh, for, for I can't even, dad, can't
2: even remember putting the lottery bit. on. <laughs> it's it's like when you, you get home with the, you know, the t- two or three days later, whatever, you get home with the baby and you walk into the hall and you put the baby down in the living room floor in, a, in its little carry cot and you're like, what do we do now?
0: Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's one one thing in the labour that um, is good to remember is once the baby comes out, it's not all over. So you've got the no. placenta to come oh, out. Yeah. So that, oh yeah. And then the mum may That's need to be That's I mean, another
2: yeah, you, it is. You, 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 nobody tells you this until the yeah. the prenatal classes um, uh, is that the, the mum has to give birth to the placenta.
0: Yeah, and, and then quite big. then you've
2: got to do yeah. the then there's a whole snippy thing, you know, with the, yep. the cutting the tubes and stuff, um, yep. and, and she may and need to get sewn up. Yes, yeah. So I yep. mean, it, it's a, it can be a long process after baby's there. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 the best thing. It's
0: it is the nicest thing, and then for dads, skin to skin, the kangaroo cuddles, yeah. the skin to yep. skin Take is that top so off, important. Lads. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and I would definitely say, like, as much as you possibly can, don't find your family straight away. Yeah. Have no, a minute have with the, t- with the three of you and have the mum has, because they get used to your smells. So the mum obviously gets the baby first unless there's something going on and she can't. But uh, as soon as you get hold of that baby, skin to skin, let them smell you and feel you and keep them warm. And,
2: and it's amazing yeah. how quickly they got on that boob, isn't it?
0: It can be, yes, yeah.
2: Like, bow, 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 right? I'm out now. <laughs> dum, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Yeah, Still, yeah, it can yeah, it's some
0: some are just like that. Some are a little bit tough to to kind yeah. of get to the boob. But um the best thing is the the most fun is when you stick them on your Chest, so you don't actually put them and shove the nipple straight in their faces, which is no, what no. some midwives will do. But um, if you just put them on the chest, they do this thing called rooting, where they are uh, 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 they kind of make these funny <laughs> mouths and they and they actually like worm their way over to the boob. They're fun to watch, like wow. and, and yeah. that shows you the determination the determination of that child yeah. to try and get to the food. So wonderful. Okay.
2: And again, we're right back at the very start of the pregnancy.
1: <laughs> 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 all, these, all these important issues are, are sort of hurtling towards you now. You've got that moment of calm, and then there's there's feeding uh, and and what to do when fluids start shooting out every other part, like The Exorcist. Um, and that's that's what we're going to cover next time. Two Dads Dads. At last, some professionals, the Dude Dads.
2: All right, Dad Vice, uh, time to meet our two Dude Dads, Grant Stott and Gary Spence, radio legends, Uh, Coming in every week, um, Grant's got two grown-up kids and uh, Gary's got three, including twin girls who are eight. Um, Now, this week's dilemma um, is a problem from Ian from Brotty Ferry. Uh, And the problem is that he lives close to Dundee. Uh, What can he do about it? (laughs) That's a joke. Um, No, the the problem is that he's got an empty this weekend. Um, The only problem is this time it's not him that's got the empty. It's his son. Um, In fact, it's two boys. He's got two boys, Danny and Chris, who are 19 and 16. Um, Mum and dad are going away for a romantic weekend away. And uh, how does he make sure that they don't trash the place and get the police called out? Now, as somebody who's had the police called out quite a few times, Gary Spence. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I actually had the police called by my flatmate once because of a party that was going on in the flat. He phoned them from his bedroom. But, um, yeah, that's, that's another story for another podcast. Do you know what? I'm a bit of a disciplinarian. I, you know, this is probably not built for 2020, this sort of advice, but I will rule with fear and it will just be a case of getting right in their faces before I go and say, I don't care what you do, aside all the obvious um, as long as what you do in this house is legal, if I come back and there's not a single thing out of place, you will remain with your legs intact. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm just fear of God. That's why my po- folks did that to me. You know, I could go to them with anything, but you respect their house. You don't mess about. And yeah, we had people around. We did this. And know, that, it's, you
2: know? it's funny. It's funny you should say that. My um, my parents never ever hit me ever when I was a, when I was a kid. My dad wouldn't dream of ever to me but I remember when I was left with granny and granddad so granny came to stay at our house you know well my mum and dad went away for a couple of nights and what my dad did he left a belt now this was back in the days where you can get the belt at the school right and my dad had this belt and he left it in the in the living room and he said granny's got full permission to use that and if she does I'll do it again when I get home right now he would never have done it. But I didn't know that at the time, did I? So I shat it and sat there for four days
3: like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. I, you know, I had, you know, strict parents in some senses, but not others. You know, I, I only had to be in when my mates had to be in. They weren't like that. They couldn't have been better. But we didn't take the piss. And, you know, genuinely hand on heart, I was never, ever, you know, hit as a kid. And I sometimes think maybe I was not forgot to have been that scared. There's maybe the wrong word. I just wouldn't dare. One look from my mum, the thought of her coming Mm. home to a house that had been trashed, I would genuinely leave the country. And I can't lie and say that that's not what my kids will have with me. You know, not because they think I'm going to raise my hand, not because they think I'll do anything, but they just wouldn't want to find out even, you know, even if it's nothing.
4: I was raised similarly to Gary. Just one look from my mother. Oh my God. Um, But anyway, I was about 17 years of age. In my sort of fifth and sixth year at high school And on the school holidays I had a summer job working at the book festival in Edinburgh And my mum and dad went away to America on, on a holiday and left And left pretty much me uh, in the house So inevitably um, I had a few pals over uh, This night on a Friday night And And I was feeling feeling dreadful, right? Because everyone found out I had an empty And everyone found out I didn't have, you know, parents at home So, of course, inevitably there's about 20 of us who will come back to the house And I was feeling really on edge I just felt so bad what I was doing Because I know that my mum would go absolutely bananas If she found out what I was doing And I realised what it was There was a painting, a portrait of my mum In the sitting room (laughs) And every time I kind of looked around, just felt looking at me going. <laughs> was it one of those paintings that moved when you when you moved? It did. The, the eyes always looking at you. I took it down. I took it off the wall. I had to take it off the wall because it was just freaking me out so much. <laughs> And, uh, and it was that whole fear of tidying the place up. I I don't think we can live in a culture of fear in the way that we did now. I think the world is different. I think kids are different now. I think they have that, you know, we did grow up with fear of our parents. We did grow up with that threat of the belt. We did grow up with that threat of that smack across the back of the head without obviously going into the territory of abuse. But um, you, you can't work, you know, if I see, if I was to ever see my one of my kids I'd be like, ah, you'll get that. I'd be like, you f- think so I would get it right back not a not a chance I mean I've never raised Matt
3: I'll definitely give it a blast I mean I'm gonna try but yeah I agree with you in a lot of ways though sounds contradictory but for example we me and my brothers never ever got piercings or tattoos um because we knew my mom would it but we never had a single conversation about it so I do think there's that argument that the more you hammer something into somebody not physically obviously not literally the more likely they are to rebel, you know? Even good kids will f*** up from time to time, so yeah, yeah. you've got to allow for that as well. Grant, I don't know how much of this stuff you keep at home, but <laughs> I'm trying to imagine me being one of those lads in Grant Stott's house. The first thing I'd go for, have you checked the
4: wardrobes where all your panto oh, costumes are kept? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> We'd be storming about
4: the house looking things things. Looking in Facebook and seeing the lot. up. <laughs> now, well, that's going to work well on the podcast as he strikes a pose. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> all
2: right excellent good work guys thank you for being our dad experts again our dude dads
4: thank uh, you oh before before you go before come on guys surely surely christ now is the oh, time for is me my dad my uh, dad gag are you ready up for too long so we need the joke so go
1: yeah. on yeah. okay I, well, I, I, wait, no wait because there's there's another week of this stuff to go well, we'll just, no do, no
2: no let him do it let him do it Grant let, let, let Grant do the joke John okay here we go <clears throat> my wife yelled from through the hoose Eleanor she says we're out no, of I, time thank you very much I, indeed I, back next week for another two dad
1: dads
3: ah <laughs> of two dad dads
1: dad. I don't know about you but I am absolutely Bent. Baby is here, and now you think you can relax. <laughs> Next week, Bex fills us in on everything you need to get right in the immediate hours after Baba gets here and moving forwards.
2: Yeah, you can relax now, it's all done. <laughs> The Dude Dads are back one final time in our last episode of the season maybe Grant will get to do his joke we'll have to wait and see make sure you don't miss that hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Um, you can rate us and review us if you could and also share with your pals too you find us on Facebook, Twitter and Insta just search for Two Dads or at Two twodaddads.com have a great week we'll speak to you next time